Sealing God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. Tuning to the previous podcast, we're talking about Melchizedek. And Paul, who wrote 14 books of the New Testament, stated that I am not perfect yet, neither have I already attained. But I'm reaching forth to those things which are before me and forgetting those things which are behind. Always trying to apprehend that of which he was apprehended of Christ Jesus. Pressing toward the mark. Now the mark we know in the Hebrew, that mark is a tav. It's the last letter of the Hebrew abecedary, which speaks of salvation. That salvation is nothing but Jesus Christ and the revelation of Christ being established in the doctrine of Christ. Christ is a sealing. There is none other sealing than Christ, and Christ is that spirit. For the Lord is that spirit, and the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. When Jesus made a comment, and said, When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And we're supposed to be earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. The question is, what is that faith? What was the Lord referring to? Well, we know that faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, the elders obtained a good report. Faith is... Uh, the things and revelation that comes by hearing of the word and that word of God and faith is not only to hear but to understand, believe and obey because faith without works is dead being alone but the faith that he's talking about James there is not of us or any of our own righteousness or our own holiness which is of the law but the righteousness of God by faith imputed to us for righteousness. Now, in Hebrews 5, Paul talks about Melchizedek. And we're first introduced to Melchizedek and Abraham after the battle of the kings. He's met with Melchizedek. Melech, king, Zadok, righteous, righteousness, the king of righteousness. And there after the battle of the kings, Melchizedek meets Abraham and gives him wine and bread. Wine being the blood of Jesus, bread being the body of Jesus, the bread and body, to Abraham. And the less is blessed of the greater. And Paul is elaborating on this in Hebrews 5, 6, and 7. As he speaks of Melchizedek, he said, These things are hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing, and he goes on and says, when you ought to be teachers, Melchizedek, the revelation of the priesthood ministry given to us, was supposed to have and us obtain it in the season of Pentecost. Not something new, but given to us in the Pentecostal reign, in the season of Pentecost. We had Passover Unleavened bread and first fruits, those three feasts in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus, being our Passover lamb, who died, was buried, feast of unleavened bread, declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead, and became the first begotten from the dead, and as he has the preeminence in all things. We see that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels according. How to look, but in Acts the second chapter, however, 
we see that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, we're going into another season. God is going to do a new thing. We're going into that sixth dispensation, a dispensation of grace. It'll be elaborated on definitely by the Apostle Paul. According to my gospel, he says, and three years on the backside of the Arabian desert, Paul was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, and he saw things, and he spoke about a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, such as one caught up to the third heaven. Now, what was this man caught up, whether in the body or out of the body? Well, it's definitely a translation, but he could not understand and discern whether he was in the body or out of the body, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. Paul stated that to the church at Corinth. But Paul said, I can't tell. Well, this is exactly what we're going to see in Enoch. And he pleased God. He was 65 years old. He had Methuselah. After he dies, it shall be seen. And then he lived another 300 years. 300, as it was in the days of Noah, Jesus said, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, as we take a look at the ark, Noah's ark, and he was a preacher of righteousness in the word of righteousness. And by his obedience, condemned the whole world. And as he preached, and he built an ark that was 300 cubits long. 300 years after Enoch begat Methuselah, just the same 300 as in the length of the ark, and we find 300 all through the Word of God, which is a manifestation of uh, the work of God, the work of the ministry. Now, let me explain. Enoch lived another 300 years, and he pleased God, and he was not, for God took him. He didn't say he took him to heaven. Now, whether in the body or out of the body, Paul saw the same thing. He saw that work. Enoch is the seventh from Adam. And being the seventh from Adam, the Sheba, we find a work there. It's a work, a strange work, bring to pass an act, a strange act. Many have tried to figure where did Enoch go. Some have even said that Moses didn't die because he went out in Mount Nebo, and there it says, and there Moses died. But God is the one that buried Moses. And Michael, literally disputing with Satan over the body of Moses, simply stated, didn't bring railing accusation against Satan, but said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The same when we have Joshua, the son of Josedek, coming before the throne and Satan there to hinder him. We find that in Zechariah 3 and Zechariah 4. Zechariah 3, Joshua has to have a change, a change of raiment. We find the same, that as he comes before the throne, Satan there to hinder them, and uh, the angel that stood by said, The Lord, even the Lord rebuke you, Satan. And it said something to Joshua. A brand plucked out of the fire. The brand plucked out of the fire 
is the same brand or ceiling or sign as the cherubim of glory coming out of the fire that was unfolding itself in Ezekiel 1. These are the lion, man, ox, and eagle of the living creatures that we find in the four beasts, which we also see the same in Revelation chapter 4 and Revelation chapter 5. But this is a strange work. And it's going to be only through the Holy Ghost that the body of Christ will enter in and not be deceived through the sealing of the servants of God in their foreheads. That sealing is none other than Christ. But it's a revelation of Christ, not on the surface. We find that there were two men. And Jesus made a difference between these two men. Both men build a house. One, he would liken him to a wise man that dig deep and founded a rock. Not just on the surface, but the foundation rock, which is Christ. And we find that he built his house upon that rock. All that was to come, all the eschatology, all the work of the ministry, he built upon that foundation rock because it's in Christ, by Christ, and through Christ alone that we will overcome and obtain the final mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But there was another man. He built another house. It looked the same. The same type. He took the same word. But it was built upon a shifty surface. The sand. The worldly elements of this world. All that love the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For all that is of the world. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, and the world passes away with the lust thereof. We build our house upon that revelation of uh, Israel, of the kings of Israel, and not after the King Jesus. We find that we will be destroyed, just like the kings, as we see in the Old Testament as a shadow of things to come, written for our admonition, when they followed the kings of Israel and Judah and did after Ahab, and did after uh, Jehoram, and the various kings that, that went after their own ways, after the kings, rather than seeking the Lord their God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of David. So we're seeing that this man caught up to God, caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, Paul said, I cannot tell. And he, and he saw things, hurt things that were unlawful for a man to speak. Now, Paul was in the Pentecostal realm. He also related the same about the cherubim of glory, the cherubim that came out of the fire, you remember, in Ezekiel 1, a fire that was unfolding itself, the hottest fire, the color of amber, and they had the appearance of a man. There's your man. A man caught up to God and to his throne of Revelation 12. The same man that Paul saw 
whether in the body or out of the body, he could not tell. Such as one caught up to the third heaven. Somebody said, well, that was Paul. No, it wasn't. We have many types and shadows of this. Enoch was one. And it says there, Enoch, please God, walk with God. And God took him. And Enoch was not. That not is Ain. It's the 16th letter of the ABC theory. It means fountain. I. Fountain of an I. And we see that I, singular, if Jesus said, if an I, if that I be singular, an I of the Spirit, not eyes, but if an I be light, then the whole body is full of light. If it's single on the Lord God Almighty, not two, not three, but one. But if thine eye be darkness, how great is thy darkness? That darkness is great. Now, we've been translated. If we receive, believe, and obtain that like faith that was once delivered to the saints. The question is, what is that faith? That we must go higher. Why was that God, why was Enoch taken? And he was not. He was Ain. He was a fountain. He was an eye. And he was not because God took him. That not, he was not. He was Ain, A-Y-N. That 16th letter of the ABC degree has a numerical value of 70. And that 70 speaks of restoration, restitution of all things. That we find in Acts 3, 20, 21, that the heavens must receive Jesus to the time to the restitution or restoration of all things, which takes us right back to Elijah, which was also caught up to that by whirlwind, and we find that chariot of the cherubim is what picked him up, is what lifted him up. And we look at 2 Kings, and he had to go through, as he goes through uh, the various uh, Bethel, uh, as he goes through Jericho, he comes, he's got to go over Jordan. And each of these times, speaking of the work of the ministry, this Elijah ministry that must first come, and restore all things before Jesus comes a second time without sin and the salvation. Exactly what is that? Everybody's looking for the second appearing of Jesus Christ. And those that look for his appearing cleanses themselves. Well, as we see there in Second Kings, he's going to go first from Gilgal to Bethel. Gilgal, Golgol, and that means a wheel, to roll. We say Golgotha, that is the Golgol, a wheel, tha, the Tav, which is Jesus from the Aloft to the Tav, rolled our sins away on that cross, the Tav. He is the Alpha to the Omega, he is the Aloft to the Tav. He is the A to the Z of all attributes of God, for he is God. And all that God is, was, or ever will be, and always has been, and always will be. But there is a passing 
written for us because in Matthew 16, talking about the revelation of Christ, and if any man abide not in the doctrine of Christ, he hath not God, 2 John 9. And in Matthew 16, Jesus asked a question. He said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say that you're Isaiah, Jeremiah. You're one of those other prophets. Then Jesus said, But who do you say I am? The I am that I am. The self-existent God Almighty. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. It is imperative we understand that foundation rock right there. Because at that point, Jesus said, Simon Barjona, this is not some kind of a fleshly revelation. This is not something you came up with and I can pat you on the back. I'm calling you by your earthly name, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee. Simon, to hear, to understand. Bar, Chaldean for son, Bar, Simon Barjona. It's an earthly revelation. Call him by his earthly name, but he's going to change that name because this is a heavenly revelation. And we're going to see that Paul is not going to be disobedient to the heavenly vision to anoint this vision, to seal up this vision and anoint the most holy in Daniel 9, 24. And at that point, Jesus said, Simon bar Jonah, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Thou art Peter. Change the name. The essence now that you have and that you are given by this revelation changes you and your whole perspective and the essence and intrinsic value who you are. You're Peter, a piece of the rock. Petros. Thou art Peter. Upon this rock, that revelation I just gave you, Christ, the Son of the living God, not Peter himself, but the revelation given to Peter. Upon this rock, Christ, the Son of the living God, upon that rock, this rock and that rock alone, will I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That gates of hell is not offensive, it's defensive. In other words, Jesus triumphing over them in it, little stomping Satan making a show of him openly and said, not only by my name, but all that carry my name will do the same to you. Giving the power of God unto salvation, the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now Christ is revealing more. He tells Peter, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. We find in Philadelphia, that has the key of David because the house of David's being built. That tabernacle of David, which is Christ in you, that is come in the flesh because Jesus Christ was after the seed of David according to the flesh. And Jesus Christ is still coming in the flesh as 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4 tells us. 
This is how you try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are entered into the world. Not some, many. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, present in perfect tense, is of God. That means that Jesus Christ, the Spirit, the Father of glory, the Word, the Christ, the Holy Ghost, is still coming in the flesh. It hasn't been perfected yet. Somebody said, well, yet he did come in the flesh, past tense, but that's not what John said. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, not has come. And you that have in your Bibles has come, you need to look at the original uh, Greek. They're saying is come in a present imperfect tense, still coming. Very important and very essential truth for discernment. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Any spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Well, who is this Jesus Christ? Well, he's Christ. Jesus. In 1 John 2.22, who is a liar? Well, let's point out the liars. Who is a liar but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ? And what is Christ? 1 John, Peter, 1, 1 Peter 1, verse 10, 11 tells us who Christ is. Peter, having that revelation in Matthew 16, tells us in his epistle, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That is the Spirit. God Almighty, the Father of glory. Somebody said, well, it's not the Father. The Father is that Spirit. There's only one Spirit of God. One body, one Spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, Father of us all, and in us all. Ephesians 4. That is the Father. It is the Word. It is the Holy Ghost. It is Jesus. The Lord is that Spirit. For Jesus is the Lord. The Lord is that Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 That Spirit is Christ, which is that Spirit, which is the Father. So in 1 John... 2.22, who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist. Why? Because he has denied the Father. Somebody said, I didn't deny the Father. That Father is a separate person from the Son. You just denied him. Because Christ is the Father. So if you say that Jesus Christ is not the Father of glory, that he's not the Christ, you have denied the Father. 1 John 2.22 Who is a liar but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ? He's Antichrist that has denied the Father. Why? Because Jesus is the Father. He's Christ. Christ is the Father. And he's denied the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. The Father's the invisible spirit. The Son is that invisible spirit revealed. God manifests in the flesh in the days of his flesh. Now Jesus Christ is come and is still coming in the flesh, which is the Spirit of God in you, the body of Christ. But you have to give Him the glory. You have to believe in the name of the Son of God. Jesus, Jehovah, Lord. 
Jehovah, Yahweh, is salvation. Not Yahweh Jr., not Jehovah Jr., not God Jr. Now he's talking about when he comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Well, we've moved that rock. We've moved the foundation rock. We've added to and taken away from. That rock is Christ. Christ is the Father. Jesus is the Father. He's Christ. He's Christ, the Son of the living God. What's the Son? The Father revealed. Christ is every office of the Spirit. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. Christ in you is the Holy Spirit in you, which is now called the Holy Ghost because the ghost is the spirit of a person. The ghost. Take heed to yourselves and over all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he, God himself, hath purchased with his own blood. Acts 20, 28. So Enoch, 300 years old, and he was not. He was Ain. What is that? Caught up? Caught up? The same revelation? That same one given unto Peter? The keys to the kingdom of heaven. The same one of uh, that is spoken of by Paul, I saw a man caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. And saw things unlawful for a man to speak. What are those things? The things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen. And this man saw things which was unlawful for a man to speak. That wasn't Paul. Paul said, such him one will I glory in that. Well, Enoch obtained it. 300, as it was in the days of Noah. 300 uh, is manifest in the earth. 30 cubits high. The height of that ark, 30 cubits high, 30 speaks of the priesthood. It speaks of the price of blood. Jesus began his ministry at age 30 because Numbers 4 states that the high priest must be 30 years of age to take his office. Jesus is fulfilling his own law in his body of flesh as one of us in under the law. So he cannot take his ministry until age 30 because he's fulfilling his law as a fleshly human, or kinsman, redeemer, one of us. He is God that's made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6, and took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likes of men, found in fashion as a man, to redeem us that were under the law. Humble himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him. Who exalted him? Jesus said, destroy this temple. In three days, I'll raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. That's Christ. We find that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently to the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit, capital S, of Christ that was in them. All those Old Testament prophets had the Spirit, Christ, God Almighty, the Spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that Spirit. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is the Elohim. He is the El Shaddai. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. 
That spirit, no matter what title you give that spirit, it is one spirit. When he testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. Now Christ is going to suffer. God himself is going to make himself a body of flesh and blood. You're going to see that Philippians 2, 6 through 8. You're going to see it again in Isaiah 43, 10 through 15. He's going to have and add to himself the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. Who is that servant? Thus saith the Lord, Isaiah 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself that body of flesh and blood. Now, it's expedient he went away. For if he goes not away, the Holy Ghost comforter will not come. Why? Because he's going to bring many sons unto glory. We, the body of the Christ, Jesus ahead, we, the body of Christ. With that said, he's going to bring many sons unto glory, where the forerunner has already entered in. So why? Enoch translated, and he was not. He was Ain. He reached that 70, that restoration. Why was it that Elijah must first come and restore all things? Matthew 17, on the Mount of Transfiguration, a metamorphosis. Jesus is transfigured before him. Peter says, we saw his glory. We saw the majesty. Jesus was literally transformed before Peter, James, and John. Not all the 12 went there. Only the inner three, Peter, James, and John. Why? Because only a remnant will see it in the last days. The remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Now you've got, and we have to go higher. We have to go higher than repentance. We have to go higher. We must go higher than just being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, raised in the newness of life and receiving the Holy Ghost. That's the first four feasts, but we've got to go higher. When the Lord gets ready, you've got to move. He's ready. We're already in that last season of God in tabernacles and the body of Christ is lagging behind. Why? Because we have to lift up, spare not. We have to show the people of God their sin. You're lagging behind. That's backsliding. We have to walk in the light as he's in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, blood flow. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. But it is based upon whether we're obeying and walking in that light, in truth, present truth, throne room revelation truth, that word that is proceeding out of the mouth of God right now. And that truth is now in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh, literally the head, the beginning, the head of a new year, a new thing, a kainos that God is doing now, and very few are giving heed to it. Therefore, on the 19th of January, 2019, God spoke to us. There to our visitation, but the, the bottom line, he said, seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east, heaven seal of living God, so send I you. And not of any of our righteousness or holiness, but be lifting up and obeying that word that the Lord gave us as a shoe shine boy for you, popping a rag and shining your shoes. God is calling us now to this higher glory. 
just as he did with Enoch. Just as he did with this Elijah. We see there who ran, who forerun Jesus' first coming. Well, John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah. Well, it wasn't Elijah that came back. It was John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah. Somebody said, well, Elijah went into heaven. Well, no, there's three heavens there, friend. There's a heaven where the birds fly. There's a heaven where the planets are. And there's a third heaven in the abode of God. The heaven he's talking about there is where the birds fly. Not the third heaven, because Jesus stated in John 3.13, No man hath ascended up to heaven. No man. Not Enoch, not Elijah, not Ezekiel, when he's caught up by the locks of his hair between heaven and earth. And saw Jerusalem, visions for Jerusalem. No man, Jesus stated, no man hath ascended up to heaven. No man, not anyone. Jesus has the preeminence in all things. Somebody said, well, this is an exception. No, there's no exception. Jesus didn't say, no man except, and this is given for you for your benefit. He didn't say that. He said, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. John 3.13. The Son of Man is that word. The word was made flesh. Well, then why? Elijah. Because he'll make straight paths, the paths of the Lord. The Lord's returning. And the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. What is the ministry of Elijah? What is the ministry of Enoch? What's the ministry of Ezekiel? That apocalyptic prophet. Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel. Well, simply that they are shadows and things to come. Written for our admonition. Why did Paul see a man caught up to the third heaven? Saw things that was unlawful for a man to speak. Those things were the things of faith. Couldn't speak it in Pentecost because it wasn't time. The seals had to be broken. And they're now broken. By the Lamb of God that has prevailed to open the seals. Because he has by his blood redeemed us. And made us kings and priests of the Lord our God. So what is the work of the ministry? The work of the ministry there, there must be an Elijah ministry. Not that Elijah's going to raise from the dead. Somebody said he died. Of course he did. It states in Hebrews 11, these all died, haven't never received the promise. But they had this testimony. They were looking for a city whose builder makers God. He mentioned Enoch, Elijah. And he was translated. Yes, Philip was translated. They're preaching to the, to the Ethiopian eunuch and then he's in the Zotos. He translated. But Enoch was translated that he should not see death. See it. Yes, see it. Because he's Ain. It is the 16th letter meaning a fountain of an eye that find I be single. That's an Enoch. The whole body's full of light. It also has the numerical 70 
restitution, restoration. Did we forgive him seven times, Jesus? Peter asked. He said, until 70 times seven. 70 is that restoration. 70 weeks to turn to bone die, holy city of Jerusalem. And the uh, city of Jerusalem to rebuild and restore the streets uh, there. Uh, seal up the vision, anoint the most holy, make an end of sins and end of the transgression. Daniel 9, 24. Though this is a forerunner to Jesus' second coming, but it's the things of faith. What is that faith? Jesus said, when I come, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find that faith? Well, we have to know what the faith is. Well, let's take a look at it. When we see in 2 Kings, first he's got to go through Gilgal, Gilgal to Bethel. At each time, at each interval, he turns to Elisha. It's going to receive a double portion. Elijah, uh, Elohim is Jehovah. It's a single one God message, a Jesus only message. Elisha, God is salvation. He has and is our salvation. Elisha. And we're going to find in both of these men's cases, both of these prophets, it's going to give us an insight into the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's going to give us what that testimony of Jesus is, that spirit of prophecy, this more sure word of prophecy. We're going from Gilgal, Golgal. That's a cross in your life. Golgal, Golgotha, Gilgal. And then from there, we go to Bethel. That's the house of God. And we find that in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. Built upon the Hebrew ABC diary, that Revelation 2, the second chapter, and Revelation 3, the third chapter, is the house and the camel's back, uh, literally bringing, bridging it over. We have four churches in the Revelation 2 and three churches in Revelation 3. Literally built upon the ABC diary. We'll get into that later. Now, with that said, now we're at Bethel, the house of God. First call, Luz, almond. Why? Because that is Luz when Aaron's rod budded and brought forth almonds, and almonds is Luz, which was Bethel was first called Luz, almonds. When Jeremiah has his first vision, what seest thou, Jeremiah? Said, I see a rod. I see a rod of an almond tree. Thou hast well seen. I will hasten my word to perform it. Well, what does that mean? A rod of an almond tree. Then the second vision he sees, I see a seething pot, a boiling pot. And the face there is toward the north. Well, we've got a ceiling before that seething pot. It's a rod of the stem of Jesse. It's Christ. It's of the seed of David. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus Christ still coming in the flesh. Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see a seething pot. Second vision. The face there is toward the north. What face? The face of Jesus? No, face is toward the north. Why? For out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land, righteous as well as the wicked. We have to have a seal in order to be able to stand. Revelation 6, and who shall be able to stand? Revelation 7, we have the sealing of the servants of God in their forehead. God is doing this now. 
for those that have an ear to hear. For those that have an aim, an eye, be single. One God on Jesus only. If that eye be single, the whole body's full of light. But if that eye be darkness, how great is that darkness? That eye is ain. It is what Enoch was ain. There we have in Matthew 17, they came to Jesus. And that Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John had seen Jesus transfigured before them. Along came there Moses and Elijah. You see that in Malachi 4. Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah. Moses and Elijah. Elijah. Elohim is Jehovah. Yah is Elohim. The Lord. He is God. It is a Christ revelation. Only one God. One spirit. But the spirit was manifest. Yes, the son of God is the father revealed. Not a separate spirit. Is the same spirit. I and my father are one. Heist, one and the same spirit. John 10, 30. Now we're getting onto that foundation. And when they see Jesus, they see up there, Peter, James, and John, that inner circle, sees Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Peter says, why did he? Well, Peter, when Matthew 16 has just been given the keys to the kingdom. He has that revelation of Christ. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Next chapter, Peter says, Lord, God Almighty, Lord Jehovah, it's good for us to be here. Let us build three sukkahs, three booths, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he wist not what he said. He didn't know why he said it. We know that on that Mount of Transfiguration, when Peter, James, and John arose from their terror, they saw Jesus only. Well, somebody said, well, why did God tell Moses to come up to Mount Nebo there to die? And it says, and Moses died. And Joshua then would go on and take the people across. One man Moses, you will deliver my people out of Egypt. One man. But to go over Jordan into the promised land, coming through this wilderness, this world, will be through the priesthood, lifting up the Ark of the Testimony, the Ark of the Covenant. And they will lead the children of Israel over. The type and shadow that there will be those for the work of the ministry in Ephesians 12. The ones that have an ear to hear that are being prepared for that work of the ministry now in that sealing in their foreheads. The servants of God and they will be the only ones that will bring this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. It's a gospel of the kingdom. As we see Jesus Whenever they woke up, Peter, James, and John, they didn't see Moses because it wasn't Moses doing those judgment miracles. It was Jesus only, the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That wasn't Elijah. 
the Old Testament prophets prophesied by that spirit of Christ that was in them. That was not Elijah doing those miracles. It was Christ, Jesus only. Therefore, we see the judgment miracles of Moses were done by Christ. Jesus is the one doing it. The Lord is that spirit. There we have Elijah doing kingdom miracles. And it wasn't Elijah doing it. It was Jesus doing those kingdom miracles. Christ that was in him. And Jesus, in the days of his flesh, only did redemption miracles. Never killed anybody. They were always redemption miracles to show that he is the resurrection and the life. But now in the last days, we're going to see a combination of these in the last day work of the ministry, which will be a strange work and bring to pass an act of strange act. Oh, how radical a change is it going to be from Pentecost to Tabernacles for those who have an ear to hear. What we want to cover in this podcast is get ready. Because now, right now, there is the midnight cry, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. There is a great time that we have to get oil in our lamps, the truth of this word. But then when he comes, it'll be too late. When right now, we're making a preparation. God is preparing those who will be for the work of the ministry in Ephesians 12. And that are in the unity of the faith, for the edifying of the body of Christ, that have the knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge of the Son of God is not gnosko. It's epigonosko. Epi, much higher glory. How high glory? Unto a perfect man. Perfection, full maturity, growing up into Jesus in all things. That we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That we're not literally led away by seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, as stated in 1 Timothy 4.1. The Spirit speaketh expressly, and in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having the conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and abstaining from meats, which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. We're seeing it. Right now, in false doctrines all over the world. Over 33,000 different denominations, if so, what it tells us. There, when we look up Wikipedia, how many denominations on the face of the earth in Christianity? That's a lot of different so called faiths. But there's only one faith. I earnestly contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. What is that faith? Well, Jesus, whenever they woke up. Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. They saw Jesus only. They saw not Moses doing judgment miracles, not Elijah doing kingdom miracles. It was Jesus only. And it's going to be Jesus only in the last days and in through the body of Christ for those that have an ear to hear for the work and the time that is to come. The disciples of John said that Elijah must come first. We see that because the disciples said unto Jesus, after he come down off the Mount of Transfiguration, he said, tell no man the vision. This is the vision sealed up. Tell no man the vision until the Son of Man is resurrected from the dead. 
Then he'll be declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Then proclaim it everywhere. Proclamate it. Publish it everywhere in the whole world. There, the disciples asked Jesus, Why do the disciples of John say that Elijah must first come? Why? The body of Christ needs to know why. Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Those are the things of faith. That was the faith that was once delivered to the saints and all the truth that was in Pentecost. But now there's more things to be revealed because when Paul saw that man, were they in the body, out of the body, he couldn't tell. Was he, is he there? Is he not? Same with Enoch. Same with Elijah. Same with Ezekiel caught up by the locks of his hair. Between heaven and earth and saw visions of God to Jerusalem. The same way the chariot taken away Elijah into the heaven. Same way with Enoch, and he was not because God took him. Yeah, he was Ain, and Enoch was not. He was Ain. He was 70. This is a restoration. This is a time. It's a higher glory. When we see that Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Those things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. Elijah must come, first come, and restore all things. Not some things, not a one verse, Charlie, not just one verse for salvation, but all seven feasts of the Lord. Eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood in all truth. Oh my, yes, and God's leading us now into that. Not us, but the Holy Ghost through us, Christ in us. For the sealing is Christ. If the, what did Moses do? It was through Christ. What Elijah? The spirit of Christ that was in him. What about Jesus? Jesus is the Christ. <laughs> he is the Holy Ghost. There we see redemption miracles of Jesus, judgment miracles of Moses, and kingdom miracles of Elijah, which will be manifest again in the last days in Revelation 11 to those that have an ear in the servants of God. And that's the reason for Enoch, seventh from Adam, tenth from Adam, Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. That's 17. Tenth from Adam plus seven, Enoch at 17, the work of the ministry. Why 17th work of the ministry? It's the seventh prime. 257. 11, 13, 17. It's the seventh prime. And when we see that, that Jesus, after his resurrection, they were fishermen. They said, I go a fishing. And he threw the net out on the side, and they could catch nothing all night long. When they should have caught fish, they caught nothing. Children, have you any fish? Jesus asked him from the shore. Caught nothing. They said, it's the Lord. He said, cast out your net on the other side. You're looking on the wrong side of things. John has to turn to see the voice that spake with him. He has to turn to see the Son of Man. One like the Son of Man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. That Ephesus, Smyrna, uh, Pergamon, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, a circle in those church, and in the midst of it, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. We have to turn. The body of Christ has to turn. 
not looking backward, looking forward, because it's at the door now. We have entered into it for those that have an ear to hear. As Jesus stated there in Matthew 17, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things, being led and guided into all truth, growing up into Jesus in all things. Revelation 10, John, take the little book and eat you all of it. Not part of it. We're going into all truth. What is uh, in that kingdom of God in all truth? Not in the sweet by and by. Right now. Elijah truly must first come. Well, Jesus is first coming. That Yeshua uh, ben Yosef, that suffering Messiah, he's there. But there in that uh, Yeshua ben David, Hamashiach uh, uh, Messiah ben David, that one there is that Messiah that will not die. And uh, there, that's that seed of David that has entered into heaven. That is Jesus Christ and him alone. Now, what we have now is the work of the ministry. It's a strange work. Isaiah 28, bring to pass his act, his strange act. This overflowing scourge has surprised the hypocrite because the hypocrite won't see it. Don't mock at it. Don't start laughing at it. Mocking God, lest your bands be made strong, lest he hardens your heart, and that without remedy. For I have heard of the Lord of hosts, a consumption decreed upon all the inhabitants of the land. O earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. Isaiah 10 says that consumption decreed is not to destroy us all. But the consumption decree will bring in everlasting righteousness and holiness unto God. It brings in the everlasting righteousness. And to be skilled in this word of righteousness is those that are full age and know what the king priesthood ministry is. The Melchizedek that Paul was trying to get to the church in Hebrews 5. And he said, I can't bring it. It's hard to be uttered seeing your dull of hearing. You can't understand these things. You're babies. When you ought to need to be teachers, you have need to be again, again, taught of the first principles of the oracles of God. You have need of milk. You're babies. You're unskillful in this word of righteousness. You don't understand it. I can't tell it to you. I can give you a few rudiments and truths of Melchizedek, but I can't bring it down to you because you're not able to hear it. Well, Enoch, the, as the 300 there, 300 years old, Methuselah, after he dies, it shall be seen. And after that, the flood. Noah found grace. His name means that. And then we have the catching away, not a catching up, but catching up in the heavens. And let's see how it happened there as he goes from Gilgal, over the cross, to Bethel, the house of God. And he goes on in 2 Kings 2, you'll see that. And it says, uh, then he's got to go to Jericho. Not to Jericho. Elijah's there at Jericho, and then he's got to go over Jordan. 
were going from Gilgal, Golgol, across the house of God, Bethel. And that first vision that Jeremiah saw, what do you see, Jeremiah? You're a prophet to the nations. What do you see? See blessings on America, cursings on America, world. What do you see? He said, I see a rod. I see a rod of an almond tree. What is that rod? That rod is what is given to John in Revelation 11. Verse 1, there was a reed like unto a rod given unto me, saying, rise and measure the temple of God. We're going to be measured. And the altar, those that have a crucified life, doing the will of God, there's your altar. And them that worship therein, Revelation 11, 1. Well, what is that rod? That rod is a rod of the stem of Jesse given to the church. It's the word of God in revelation of Christ. It's the Christ revealed to you. Founded a deep rock. That rock is Christ. That's your sealing. You're sealed through the word. You're sealed through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost there sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. What's that? That's spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost. Christ. That sealing's Christ. It's the Holy Ghost. And to the day of redemption, if we follow on to know him, if we receive these things. And that's the reason why that we see Elijah going through these steps, their progressive glories. Gilgal, then he goes to Bethel. Now in the Jericho, it's month. The moons, the lunations, the feast of the Lord. And then he goes to Jordan. Now, Watch it here when he goes to Jordan. Jordan's the descender of Dan. We speak of Jordan. Uh, looked over Jordan. What did I see? Band of angels coming after me. And we find 50. It's like it was in the days of Noah. 300 cubits long, 30 cubits high in the ark, 50 cubits wide. We see, we see 50 sons of the prophets here. And these 50 sons of the prophets... Say, don't you know God's going to take your master up, his head up today? Don't you know? And Elisha said, uh, uh, yes, hold your peace. He goes on. Each time it says, Terry. But Elisha said, where you go, I'll go. Going with the leading of God. As he goes over, it's very important we're going to see. And, of course, you've heard this truth about how Elijah was taken. But let's see what that truth is. He wasn't the first one to go to heaven. If he had, he would have attained eternal life. But Jesus is the only one that has eternal life. He is that God. He is the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. 1 Timothy 6.15, Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, capital P, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, who only hath immortality. Only hath immortality? Yes, who only hath their mortality. Not Enoch, not Elijah, not anybody else but Jesus. And has entered in that where no man can enter in. It says the blessed and only potentate who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. Jesus Christ. Now as he goes over Jordan, take a look when he goes up. He said, I want a double portion of everything you've got. Elijah said, you ask a hard thing. What's that hard thing? That the righteous will be scarcely saved. With, it means with difficulty, a hard thing. 
the righteous. That is the word of righteousness. And he says right here, I want a double portion of your spirit. I don't want just a regular spirit of Elijah. I want a double portion of your spirit. He said, you ask a hard thing, but if you see me go up, if you see this word, if you see this move of God, if you see the ministry of Elijah, Yah, Jehovah is Elohim, only one Lord. The Lord, he is God. Jesus Christ, the only Lord God, the only true God in eternal life. If you see it and see the work of it, well, we have to see what is the work. Well, let's take a look. And he says in verse, uh, this is 2 Kings, the second chapter, and in verse 11, and it came to pass that they still went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. Now, what is this chariot? We're going to see that the chariot in, uh, in Solomon's temple, the chariot is the cherubim. The chariot and the cherubim. And we see in there, and you're going to see the cherubim, 1 Kings 6, 23. We'll get into this in another podcast. But this is the work. It's the work of the cherubim of glory. It's the work of a barrel stone. The barrel on the barrel on the breastplate of judgment was written, Dan, judgment. On the last row, there was the barrel stone. And on that barrel, uh, on that uh Barrel means to blanch or to make white. And we see uh, judgment, Dan, uh, Asher, blessed and happy and fortunate are thee, are those, and then Naphtali, the cross. It's a work of a barrel stone. It's a work of judgment. And as we see here, it says this was a chariot. The chariot is the cherubim, one and the same. And it says that the chariot and he says it's a chariot of fire. Now he make his angel spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire. He said, I'll turn you into fire and the Holy One over you for a flame at the day of the Lord. Now this is proceeding before the day of the Lord. We see that in Malachi 4. Behold, Remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah. There's a ministry of Moses and Elijah. Moses, judgment, miracles, destroying all the gods uh, of the earth. All the gods of Egypt destroyed by the hand of Moses, which was Christ. Christ in him. Not Moses, but Christ through him. The same way with Elijah, that prophet, doing kingdom miracles through Christ that was in him. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. All right, now we're back to that chariot of fire. Why fire? Now, in the first former reign, we had one mind and one accord in the upper room, the promise of the Father which saith he, you've heard of me, that you shall receive power, that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. Cloven tongues of fire, and they appeared and sat on them. But in this last day move, it's not just tongues of fire setting on them. They're turned into a flame of fire. Who maketh his angel spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire? 
turns them into fire and the Holy One over them for a flame. It's a Holy Ghost moving through them. Not them. They've ceased from their own labors. It's just Christ now revealed through them. And here he is as parted from Elijah to Elisha. We got a double portion. And he said there was a chariot of fire and uh, uh, horses of fire. Now we see these horses of fire. The chariot is all the words you've got. It's the oil in your lamp. The horse is the rhema. It's what pulls. It's the life of that chariot. The chariot will sit there by itself. But your horse is your battle instrument. It's the, it's the rhema. It's the sword of the spirit, the word of God. It's the battle instrument, the horse, that gives the chariot its life. And we're going to the watchman. What of the night? The night cometh and also the morning. If you return, return, come. Return what? Return to the true revelation of the present flowing truth of Jesus. Not a Pentecostal revelation, but the fullness of it into all truth. Got to go higher. Got to dig deep and get that rock. Found that rock. The whole work of Christ. Not just the top level, but all the way growing up into him in all things. All things are the all things of faith. And it's a chariot of fire, horses of fire. No, it's fire. It's the Holy Ghost all the way through. It's Christ. Baptism of the Holy Ghost and that with fire. It's all Christ. And what happens? And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Not the third heaven, not the second heaven, the stars, the planets, but into this heaven where birds fly. They saw him go up. Elisha has to see him go up. He has to understand the aim, why Enoch was aimed, why he was uh, 70, restoration, why he was that aim, an eye, singular. He has to understand why. Elisha has to understand that ministry of Elijah. And does he see it? And if he does, it's a double portion of the spirit of Elisha of Elijah upon Elisha. And Elisha saw it. Praise God. That's for us. He saw it. There's a double portion coming for the people of God. And he cried. What was the cry? The cries from the cross. It's a cry of the living blood, of love. When you see that cry, that Jesus cried from the cross, the cries of the cross. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why has that forsaken me? Right there, the blood, speaking love, speaking better things than that of Abel. Now manifest in and through the body of Christ. Literally smeared with the blood of Christ. The Holy Ghost power. And it says here, what does he see? He says, Elisha saw and says, my father, my father. That's not a capital F. That is a small case F. Why? Because we've got four different levels of glory. First is a glory of a newborn babe. Yes, there's a glory. He repents. He's a, he's, he has repented. Godly sore work of the repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. But he hasn't been washed, his sins washed away yet. He has to be born of the water and the spirit. But repentance is first step. And that is definitely a feast of the Lord in repentance. 
then unleavened bread. You got to be buried with him by baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4. Colossians 2, 10 through 12. The body of the sins of the flesh destroyed by baptism. Buried with him in baptism. That the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. That is, buried with him. That's a feast of unleavened bread. And then, feast of fair fruits, you're raised with Jesus. As God raised him from the dead, now he raises you to a new creature in Christ, Christ Jesus. Now where you go? You, you receive the Holy Ghost. That's the fourth feast of the Lord. You're born of the water and spirit then. Now we're coming into the Rosh Hashanah, the new thing, the head of the new year. This new thing that God is doing. The Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus, the work of the ministry for those that have an ear to hear. It is doing, God is doing it now. It's not yet four months. This is already here. And whenever, whenever Jesus said that Elijah must first come and restore all things, and Elijah has come if you'll receive it, and they understood he spake of John the Baptist with the forerunning of uh, Jesus with John the Baptist, but he did not do any miracles. This last one we'll do, we'll have a double portion spirit of uh, Elijah. But they have to see the work of Elijah. They have to see it go up. And they have to understand there's not just that first, that first glory of newborn babes desiring good sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby, grow up to little children. And we see that in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his namesake, the name of Jesus. You've taken on the name in baptism. Born of the water and the spirit, Acts 2, 38. And I write to you little children because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. Now you're little children. Most of the church world doesn't even know that. And when I'm talking the external church, I mean, they're stuck in a Trinitarian uh, Babylonian doctrine that they must come out of. A 325 uh, Council of Nicene, the Nicene Creed, uh, there of a Trinity under, under Constantine, and then the 451 Chalcedonian definition of the God man, totally in error. And uh, now they're coming out to see that Jesus is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. Jesus is that spirit. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Now you're little children. But now you're going higher. You're going to young men. I run to you, young men, because the Word of God is strong in you. And you've overcome the wicked one. You're an overcomer. You have overcome in Revelation, the second and third chapter. That is, he writes to the overcomers. This is what is necessary. But there's a step there, going from young men to fathers, little elf. I write unto you fathers. Why? John, 1 John 2, 12 through 14. Why? You'll see a fathers there in verse 13 and 14. I write unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. Who's him from the beginning? The word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, the word. And the word was made flesh. That's the son of God. The son of God has two components. The spirit of God without measure. He is the father of glory. Two revealed in a body of flesh. That's the son of God. He had a beginning. 
And he thinks the thing concerning me have an end. Why? Because that is that God manifests in flesh. Now, we are that flesh of God. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. We are the body of the Christ. We are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And we have to see this Elijah ministry because he will first come and restore all things that John the Baptist didn't. He worked no mighty miracles. But the last one will. That's the second advent when Jesus comes a second time without sin and salvation. And who, whoever has this hope in himself, you know, that, that cleanses himself. And this is how. Whenever he comes, uh, there will be a forerunner. And a restitution, a restoration of all things for the heavens must receive Jesus into the times of the restitution of all things. Well, what is this? All things. Jesus said so in Matthew 17. Elijah must first come and restore all things. That's a restoration. That's what we are called for now in the work of the ministry. That is that man that Paul saw caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or the body, he couldn't tell. Why? It's a translation. Translated. And we see here Elijah. Whenever he goes up with the chariots of fire and the horses of fire. That is a work of the Christ in you. He said, my father, my father. Not my babies, not my little children, not my young man, but my father's. This is fulfilling the prophecy of Malachi in Malachi 4. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Not Elijah in flesh, but Elijah in the spirit of Elijah, the double portion of your spirit, Elijah, and Elisha. Well, Elijah foreran Jesus' first coming in Malachi 3, just as he said he would, but he did no mighty miracles. But it was in the spirit of Elijah, but not in the fullness of the restoration of all things. That will be before Jesus' second coming. And that's the reason that Jesus said Elijah must first come, truly must first come, and restore all things. He's got to. That's a body of Christ in the spirit of Elijah. That is the Melchizedek ministry. That is the Enoch. That is the Elijah. That is the Ezekiel caught up between heaven and earth and saw visions of God to Jerusalem. That is the aim. That is the work of the ministry. Not you, but Christ in you. In obedience to his will. It is so essential that we hear this word. My father, my father, Elisha cried. He understood that this is the ministry that will restore all things. The chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. What's a chariot? The cherubim. Tune into the podcast. We're going to get into the chariots of fire. What the truth is. And how he's going to turn his ministers into a flame of fire. That great work the fathers are writing to you fathers. Because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers. Because you've known him that's from the beginning. 1 John 2, 13 and 14. This is where we are in the body of Christ in present truth now. 
that fathers is that last state of glory. Just in fulfilling Malachi 4's prophecy and that Elijah ministry, he'll turn the hearts. Who? Elijah. That spirit of Elijah. Not Elijah in the flesh, but Jesus Christ. Christ in the flesh and the spirit of Elijah will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. It's upon us. The burden's on us. Any man said the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord shall be cut off. The burden's on us. He will have a generation accounted for the seed that will do it. If we don't do it, he'll come and smite the earth with a curse. But there will be a people that will, that seek him, that go on to believe. And when he comes, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith in the earth? What is that faith? The testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. We will continue on in the chariots of fire, the horses of fire, what they are, who they are, and the fathers uh, that will literally lead the children, the spirits of the children to the fathers, the spirits of the fathers to the children, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. It's the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. Friend, uh, neighbor, servant of God, uh, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, don't be left out. God is doing this now. Your Lord Jesus Christ is calling you for the work of the ministry. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.